Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Generally, over the last sort of few years, people are now able to come forward and say, actually, I'd like a job, but I do have mental health problems and, and, and have, have had in the past. And I think people's attitudes are changing towards that. It's Mentally Yours from Ellen and Yvette. A podcast on your mental health you surely won't regret. It's Mentally, 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 Mentally Yours. Mentally yours. Mentally yours. Hi everyone and welcome to Mentally Yours, Metro.co.uk's weekly mental health podcast. I'm Yvette and this week I'm going to be chatting to Lorraine Lee. She has years of experience looking after people with dementia, first as a nurse and then as a care home provider. We're going to be chatting about her work and her new book which is called Making Sense of Dementia. Well, my particular area is, is, is dementia care. I've uh, been a nurse for 43 years, so I've uh, worked in all different departments, but I'm now working with uh, care of dementia. So what made you want to get into mental health care? Oh, that starts way, way back, doesn't it? Because um, you're the first mental health nurse we've had, actually had really? on. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, well... Um, I kind of started out as a general nurse, so so there we go. But I, I did a couple of years um, working in general, and I had a, a case where I had a young girl who had a mastectomy, and um, she was about 19 years of age, and she was tearful and crying after surgery. And I remember getting really worried about her and anxious and didn't really know what to say to her. And I remember the royal sister at the time said to me, just put the curtains around and leave her. And, I mean, this is going back into the 70s, early 70s, and I just thought, this is not what I came into this job for. So that kind of changed my direction in my career, and I then went into mental health. Um, so I, I, I kind of passionate about people, and that people are treated with respect and dignity, and it, it has to be right. So how did you then go on to specialise? Were you working in mental health units? Were you working with sort of a particular age group? How did it progress? 
so my whole career, how that's all progressed is what you want me to talk about. Um, well, I progressed from there, obviously qualified and um, uh, and there was always eager to be a world sister because I thought if I'm going to be a world sister, then I can change the direction of care. This is where it, it really influences. And um, so very quickly progressed to become a world sister. And then as people do, get married and have children and those kind of things. And, and at that time in mental health, you really couldn't come back part time as a ward sister. You had to kind of, if you wanted to come back part time, it was often on nights as staff nurse. So I had my children came back a couple of nights a week on the staff nurse and became quite frustrated really that other people were then moving on and things were changing and the nurses started to do degrees and those kind of things. And um, I felt a little bit behind. So I went off to university part-time, part-time mum, part-time work, part-time university and um, and then did um, brought myself right up to date and I had this, as I said before I'm passionate about care and I had this notion that um, actually the only way that you can change care can actually influence care is becoming a teacher. So I went off and then did my degree and then I went off and did my uh, clinical tutors qualification and thought this is it, I've got it right now. So I went off and did that and then suddenly realised that actually that doesn't change care. Things that change care is probably people who own the purse strings. So off I went again, back to university. I did my um, I did my master's degree in business administration, found out about how to work all the money and then progressed in my career to a point um, that I am now, which is a, an exec director. Um, and I think that this is the point that you you can change. You can change people's lives because you've got to the point in your career that people actually respect and recognise what you're saying and you take them very seriously. And it's, it's, it's taken me 43 years, but actually... I can now change things and, and that's amazing because I believe so much in in people being treated with the dignity and respect that everybody, whether it's physical health, mental health, everybody deserves. You must have seen huge changes over the years in terms of um, the treatment of people with mental health issues and also the attitudes. Um, what have been like some of the key changes, do you think? Um, in attitudes, I think... Um, I think mental health's always been a stigma over the years. It was always the, um, the the care, especially in nursing, that people really didn't want to go into. It in the general nurses in nursing's always been king. Um, but I think there's been more um, opportunities of late, the last sort of ten years, where people have been started to come out, and more recently, the last five years, where people people have, have celebrities and other people um, that are really. Um, keen now to to come out and I think that's that's been tremendous and and I suppose the the person in my mind is probably the boxer um uh, Frank Bruno that that actually came out and said you know what I've got some problems and actually that's fantastic isn't it it's it's amazing um that we can now start to work at 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 that and and I think generally over the last sort of few years people are now able to come forward and say actually I'd like a job but I, I do have mental health problems and, and, and have have had in the past. And I think people's attitudes are changing towards that and people are much more open, um, which is, is a long time coming. What do you think are the major challenges that nurses face um, when they're sort of on the wards and dealing with sort of people with mental health issues? Um, well, I, at the moment I'm working with the care sector. So um, I've done my nursing and my wards, but on the care sector, um, I, think, um, I think the biggest challenges now around... Um, 
documentation. So I think we have soaked ourselves in so much documentation that we are evidence-based in everything um, and looking after our backs, really, in everything we do, that, that it takes us away slightly from the people and from the reason we all probably came into nursing. So um, with the new model that, that we're doing at Orchard Care Homes, with the Reconnect model, it's about getting back to those basics for me. My, my, my desire is that we work with the residents, the clients, the patients. Um, and yeah, we all have the paperwork to do, but it's about putting them first and giving them um, that centre stage. And I think over the years, we've become very task orientated because of the paperwork and all the tasks we have to do and the ticky boxes and the care quality, you know, the, the CQC and um, local authority and all the demands that we have. We seem to be feeding the beasts, in, 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 if you know what I mean, in, in, in that terms, from feeding the organisations and the administration. Um, so I think the biggest challenges for nurses is actually there's only a small portion that we actually do the talking, whereas I think, I think we need to bring that back. And on a practical level, sort of day to day in terms of care, um, how are you hoping for things to, to change? So the, the new model, the Reconnect model, um, is very family orientated, very person orientated. Uh, one of the things that I've experienced in, 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 uh, in my career is seeing that um, prior to coming to hospital with dementia, prior to coming into care homes with dementia, families are out there struggling. Um, they struggle with no financial support, um, often quite embarrassed about having a husband, a wife, a mother, those kind of relationships, a grandmother um, with dementia. So they try as long as they can to support people um, and often to a detriment of their health themselves. So um, I think the situation's got now whereby um, when people do come into a hospital and, or come into a care home, that often we kind of, it's almost like, this sounds a bit harsh, but it's almost like we a parcel is delivered and we take a parcel on and then we don't actually know who that person is. The family have this sense of relief in some way, but a tremendous amount of guilt of having to almost let go of a family member. And, it, and it's a bereavement in itself. We then take over this responsibility for this person that, that um, has no capacity and I think that's where we miss the trick. I think that what we need to do is we need to work with families. We need to go and say, who is this person? Who was this person? And find out everything about them. And I think that's where we don't do. Nurses want to do, carers want to do to people, because that's why we want to care for people. But I think we, we overcare in some ways. So I think we take away who that person really is. And, and an example of that is, for example, me. I always wear earrings and um, I never go a day without my earrings and my wear glasses. And when I go to bed on the night, the earrings come out because they prittle me in the night and wake me up. And the last thing to come off are my glasses. They sit at the side of me. The first thing in the morning to go on is my glasses. Now, that's important to me because that's who I am. And often when we, we have residents and patients coming in, we don't find out exactly who they are. So families know who they are. Relatives know who they are, but I don't. I think that's the bit that's missing. I think we lose that person on admission, and we don't we don't treat them like that. And another example is, is for me is I get up really early, so five o'clock is how I get up. I'm very very blessed because my husband brings me three coffees in the morning, and I don't get out of bed until I've had the three coffees. And on the three coffees, I go and get the shower. Now, if I had dementia. That's how my life is because that's how I am. And I would like to think that 
people would treat me, knowing me, knowing that the glasses go straight on as I wake up, knowing that the earrings go in every day, knowing that I get the three coffees and then I'll get up. I think that's bit that people lose. They lose who you are. Um, and I think... Um, I think that's this. The model we that we created is much more about living with the people with dementia as opposed to doing with people with dementia. So our model um, is is broken down. We have a unit of eighteen um, patients, stroke residents, and we have three pods, and we have a group living of six residents and two staff in each one with a nurse, and um, and we will live with them. So we'll we'll get up when they get you know we'll, we'll do the getting up. We'll break breakfast together. So you often see in care homes and, and hospitals now is people will say, do you have sugar? Yes, I have two. And they put the sugar in for you. Do you have milk? Yes, I have milk. And they stir it up and then they give it you. You know, why can't we give the sugar and the milk to the person and say, would you like a drink? And, and, and those kind of things. Or what would you like for breakfast? Why do we butter toast for people? Why can't people butter toast? So our model is around living with people with dementia. Um, we'll go off to the shops and get the bread so that we've got enough bread tomorrow. We'll take the residents with us. Often residents um, don't go out in care homes, hospitals. Um, we aim to have 90% every day of our residents in those units outside uh, in community and, and working with us so that even if it's raining, what's the problem with an umbrella? What's the problem with a coat? If you've been struggling with any of the issues we've been chatting about today, please call the Samaritans. They're on 116123. Also, you can find them online at samaritans.org. See you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.